0: Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host,
1: Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. Uh, I'm joined by Dr. Ray Pritchard, who's out in Kansas City, Kansas, and now joining us, as he usually does, on this last segment of the show is Steve Jordahl Steve Good morning Good morning you're battling something man some you you uh I got the gunk the gunk <laughs> I got the gunk it's, it's in my
0: it's, uh, bad. it's in my throat which you know is not that important to me I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I like I, just I heard
1: you singing not like in the I restroom a living, uh, huh? as you were washing your yes. hands uh, it has affected your singing. You ordinarily have a very good singing voice. <laughs> you've got not just a frog. You've got several frogs in there. there. So, so anyway. Whole lily
0: you, pad in there.
1: Hope you get better uh, you. soon. Uh, Ray, hey, listen. You didn't get to talk a whole lot in the last uh, segment with uh, Abe Hamilton on.
2: Listen, uh, He that, was
1: going. Uh, just, he, just turn oh, it over
2: to Abe and let him roll. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> let, him,
1: let him rip. <laughs> hey, uh, tell our listeners about Keep Believing Ministries. That's your ministry. Uh, you have a website. You have some kind of really interesting stuff going on starting tonight, right? Oh, yeah. Let tonight, us let, let our listeners that, know about that.
2: Tonight, 7 p.m., we're doing a live stream. I was in a, a a Bible prophecy conference last weekend, and I gave a talk called The Path to 666, Five Signs of the Mark of the Beast. And it proved so popular, got people's attention. I thought, well, we ought to just do it for... Friends of our ministry, so tonight live on YouTube and Facebook and also streaming to our website, 7 p.m. Central at KeepBelieving.com, I'm going to do the presentation, The Path to 666, Five Signs of the Mark of the Beast. So it's going to last about 40, 45 minutes. It's totally free. Surf on over to KeepBelieving.com, 7 p.m. Central time tonight for The Path of to six six six,
1: and you got a bunch of numbers in there. Okay, you get the path to 666, mm-hmm. five signs of the market right. beast live stream at seven p.m. Seven Central p.m.
2: Time. Right, right, right,
1: right. So, and and by the way, I see a picture there on your website. I'm at your website now. Uh, is that the crowd you were speaking to when you first did this, or is that uh, just a-
2: that actually is from uh, from Uh, a Sunday several years ago when I was speaking at First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, I see the Christmas trees in the background. All right. Right,
2: right. And and that's just sort of a placeholder, but that will go live. Anybody who comes to keepbelieving.com at 7 p.m., they're not going to have to do anything but come to the website. It'll automatically start playing for them.
1: Okay, great. Well, folks, check it out. Uh, Ray is an outstanding Bible teacher. Hey, listen, we wouldn't have him on if he wasn't outstanding. All right. we we don't have we don't celebrate mediocrity in anything other than the uh the hosts of our programs or at least the hosts of this one that's where you get uh mediocrity but our guests are other folks like uh, Ray they are outstanding so Ray, you're supposed to say, no, Ed, you're not mediocre, but that's Ed, okay. Ed, you
2: are not mediocre, and Steve, <laughs> but you've already told us Steve is not, his singing yeah. is not up to yeah, par. They're right, they're that's they.
1: why I was looking for a compliment. <laughs> this. Listen, I'm going to tell you, this happens all the time. Every Sunday we get in the car, I tell my wife, you look beautiful. You look, right, you look right. very cute. Right. And I wait, and you there's wait, nothing coming my wait, way. And
2: there's nothing coming back the other I, way. I
1: say, hey, where, where's my compliment? Oh yes! Oh dear, you look you look great too. So, anyway, I I suppose I'm showing my insecurity here, but that's all right. I, same
2: things happen to me. So there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve. Before I I'm just, so many folks, things, I'm just kidding. I don't
0: care. So many things how I, I look in my mind right now. I can hardly. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, go ahead, Steve. Let's get us
0: started. What do you got? All right, let's start here. Um, if you guys know the uh, guy from. Uh, Matt Walsh, who's the journalist, pseudo-journalist from uh, one of the magazines there. And uh, he has been doing a little bit of research on Vanderbilt University. And he uh, has discovered that Vanderbilt University, this is in Nashville, Tennessee, opened up a transgender clinic in 2018. And they did it because they were talked into it because it's lucrative. They make a lot of money off of it. And I want to play you a clip from Dr. Ellen Clayton. She is talking about those people who might have religious exemptions toward uh, mutilating uh, people, mutilating kids. And um, I want you to hear. I, I tried this. I tried to clean this up a little bit because it it's was a, a, little, it's a there. little
1: bit hard to hear. But you can catch
0: something. Listen closely, folks. To cut twelve. No, I'm sorry. Cut uh, thirteen. If you are going to
2: assert conscientious objection. You have to realize that that is problematic. You are doing something to another person and you are not paying the the cost for your belief. I think that is a real, I mean, I think that's a real issue. But I just want you to take home that saying that you're not going to do something because of your conscientious, because of your religious beliefs. Is not without consequences, and and it should <clears throat> not be without consequences. And I just want to put that out there. We are given enormous. If you don't want to do this kind of work, don't work at Vanderbilt.
1: Okay, excellent. First of all, excellent job cleaning that up because that a little is bit better, yeah. that's better than uh, the, this morning. So good work on that. Thank you. Okay, and so second of all, before we start commenting, just want to stress you already mentioned it, Matt Walsh found this yes okay he played it now by the way he he hosts the matt walsh show podcast and is a columnist for the daily wire that's ben shapiro's yeah. Yeah, it outfit, is. i yeah. think so uh he's he he's that's very the- very insightful matt walsh uh good conservative he also uh, just came out with a, a movie
0: called what is a woman yes the, the documentary that's uh the wrote
1: the book johnny the walrus which very controversial yes in terms of the secularists. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, Ray, this, I would say this is stunning, but we're hearing this more and more, more and more frequently from the radical left, from the progressive slash regressive left. They are so well entrenched in the halls of power. In this case, the university setting, what was this person's name again? That said this, this lady. Oh, sorry. I had it here. It, Okay. Yeah. W- work look. on that. Uh they're so entrenched, Ray, they they're feeling it, <clears> man. You know when your team is up in the you know the third quarter, you're up by four touchdowns, right. You start to you you no longer have to be uh gracious to your friends who are rooting for the other team. You just begin to talk smack and right. you just begin to talk about how uh, kind of like remember the Patriots in the Super Bowl against I think the Atlanta Falcons? They were behind by you know twenty four to three or something crazy. Uh, When you when you are feeling it and you think you're on the winning, you know the trends are all in your favor. You start to speak honestly and openly. You don't have to be cagey. You don't have to uh, be polite. You can just simply say what you believe. And this woman just got done saying, "We don't care about uh, religious exemptions. We don't care about conscientious objections." We're calling the shots. You don't want to mutilate bodies when we tell you to. Uh, don't work at Vanderbilt. You, you know, it used to be uh, the signs during uh, some of these successive ways of immigration from Europe. Nina, no Italians or sometimes Irish, no Irish need apply. That's what was posted outside. So that's kind of what the secular left is saying to Christians. No Christians need apply. We don't want you, and we don't have to hire you. It's Dr. Uh, Ellen Ellen Clayton, by the way. Okay.
2: And just two quick points here. Number one, let's be clear: this is Vanderbilt University actively engaging in this mutilation of children in the name of transgender policy, yep. doing it for money. It's and and I don't doubt. I don't doubt there is huge money involved here. I, I have no doubt about that whatsoever. So that's one thing. Be clear about what they're doing to these miners, and they're doing it for money. The other thing is that I, I saw this Steve when it came out yesterday, and saw Matt Walsh's you know Twitter feed and and, and followed along there. Then I looked this morning and he said, well, look at Vanderbilt. They've scrubbed they scrubbed all this away from their website approving the old saying sunlight is the best disinfectant
1: you know i bet you they didn't scrub the actual practice of it though no No, they didn't but i'm sure matt walsh the the, this one thing about the internet okay it's permanent it's permanent (laughs) somebody's got a copy matt walsh obviously does so uh yeah ray um the, the the secular left these individuals now the policymakers at Vanderbilt I'm sure were the ones who urged more caution here. See this this doctor again, I'm sorry, what, what was her name? Ellen Clayton. Dr. Ellen Clayton. She's obviously a big shot of some sort. She's saying you don't you don't uh, like what we're doing, leave. okay? You've got no say. We don't care about your beliefs, et cetera. okay, but there are people above her. And they're probably the ones who said, no, you cannot say that out loud. Like you said, Steve, they don't have a problem with what she said in terms of where they're going to go and continue going Mm -hmm. on this transgender ideology and the policies that flow from it. But they do have people who give money to the school. They do have cause to uh, be concerned about lawsuits. And if you flick the ear of... You know a grizzly bear. Well, you better be prepared to pay the price. So they're probably the ones who said, "Take that down, don't say it." But what's disturbing, Steve, is this is the way they believe. I believe. I I think. I agree. I agree.
0: It's the secular world and doing secular things. uh, Yeah. Terrible, damaging things.
1: Yeah. And um, Matt Walsh is a courageous guy. Now, right from the get-go, he's been around. I don't know. Ten years, maybe, maybe probably not that long. Maybe oh, five.
0: Is it, oh, it much been? longer. I remember reading Matt Matt Walsh twenty years ago. Oh, 20 uh, years. Okay, back I didn't then, realize. I think he, so. But he's a
1: very he's a very courageous guy. As is anyone, man or woman, who dares stand up against the overwhelming force on the other side and speaks real truth to power. That phrase gets thrown around. Well, good for Matt Walsh. So, uh, folks, you gotta you gotta have courage in this day and age. Just remember in Acts four, as we are prone to say on this program, when the church, early church, was facing persecution, it prayed for boldness. That's what that's what the early church asked God for. Not that the persecution would stop, not even that He would overthrow the Roman Empire at that point. They simply said, "Make us bold." And that's what we need today more than ever is boldness in the church to speak the truth in love to those who are in bondage. All right. What else we got? All right. I don't think I have sound for
0: this, but do you remember the other day Joe Biden said, uh, and with Scott Pelley, I think it was, the pandemic is over. Yes. And he said it two or three times. Right. Well, now Joe Biden is walking back, Joe Biden. (laughs) Is it really Joe Biden walking it back? (laughs) Yes. Moonwalk, as it were. President Biden on Tuesday sought to clarify, reading from The Hill, clarify his comments from days earlier that the coronavirus pandemic is over, telling guests instead that it's just not as bad as it was. It's basically not where it was, he says. So he's kind of walking back. I think he got a talking to. Well, the Easter Bunny or something. Well,
1: yes, the Easter Bunny—that's that's a reference, folks. He's not just being a wise guy, Steve. Okay, he can sometimes be that, as we all can on this show. But that's a reference to the Easter Bunny pulling the president away from reporters right. uh, at last Easter or something, yeah. uh, and and it was somebody in a Easter Bunny outfit. Um, uh, okay, so uh, part of this race seems to be because. The White House walked back the president's comments. You know, the president made the comment clearly on uh, this CBS show with Scott Pelley uh, that the, it, that it was over. And he said that plain, said it plainly and clearly. All right. Then the White House walked it back. Then Dr. Anthony Fauci walked it back. All of them saying, well, what the president actually meant to say or what, what he was trying to say, what he meant was – and so, apparently, then, after that, President Biden himself felt the need to clarify himself. Uh, Is this? It's kind of bizarre, a world up there.
2: Well, <clears throat> isn't it correct to say the president was right the first time? He was right that the pandemic, in the sense that whatever was going on in 2021, we're, we're in a new place now, in a different place, and the whole nation, except for the except for the radicals who were invested in keeping the pandemic, he spoke the truth the first time. Now, now, Ed, did somebody tell him to say this? Did he just come up with this on his own? The president, I mean, when he said the pandemic is over, was he just making that up? Or had he been instructed to say that? And if so... Who told him the first time the pandemic was over? So who is really running the show up there in the White House?
1: Yeah, because I, I would have thought that the president would have. And, and, and listen, I, I'm not trying to be overly critical of, of the man. All presidents meet with their staff before important speeches, before interviews. They go over their talking points. What do we want to stress? If you get in a jam, how do you? I mean, that? that's, that's par for the course. On every level of politics, okay? So I would imagine that the president had met with his staff before the Scott Pelley interview and talked. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if the Biden administration demanded the questions in advance. I think that's probably what happened. What are you going to talk to the president about? So they must have made that decision to, to, to declare that the pandemic was over. And now they find out that that has not gone over well outside the staff and outside the administration, and, and now they're having to clarify it. I, and listen, again, I don't want to be unfair to President Biden and to his administration. That kind of thing happens all the time with presidents of uh, both political parties. Sometimes you run it up the flagpole to see who salutes. Uh, sometimes you, uh, make, you, you say the wrong thing, you've got to clean up the mess. But for this administration, where where these kinds of problems are every week at least, uh, this is concerning because we all do on the conservative side wonder who's running the show. All right, Steve, what's next?
0: Our locutious and uh, oh, the other word I was thinking of, uh, vice president, so well spoken. <laughs> Was at uh, Claflin University in South Carolina uh, yesterday, I believe. And uh, Tuesday, I'm sorry. And she was at a roundtable discussion with some student leaders. And she started talking about how the uh, administration has invested in community banks. And she kind of got a little stuck on the word community here. It feels like it's a computer thing that goes back like a glitch yep. or like a like a record player that skips back yeah. to the same thing over and over. Years ago. Listen listen to Cut Nine. So we invested an additional twelve billion dollars into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity
1: of the community. That's five. Five five times. <laughs> Ray uh, now, we are going to go back to perhaps her greatest hit yeah. in just a moment when it comes to, to, to the word salads uh, of the day. And again, by word salads, we have defined it on this program as being many words spoken without meaning. Okay, was what,
2: what, she was she saying that off the cuff, or was she apparently reading it? Oh, the
1: see, they they
0: got to fire some spe- speechwriters as she was reading that stuff.
1: I, I think it was a response to a, a question. A question, in, yeah. where she's talking about what the administration is Was it the shakespeare,
2: shakespeare that says full of sound and fury signifying, signifying
1: nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> try to so,
2: diagram that sentence try try to get a subject <laughs> and a predicate out of that i don't do, know do they
1: even write diagram sentences anymore we used to, I, used to <laughs> I used to hate to do, that. To do that
2: yeah in, in the old days yeah
1: i mean that that really is uh, again everybody does this but uh, these kinds of things where you just you ramble but she's top of the list in terms of doing it well. Um, But it really is, as we've said, kind of like in high school when you're doing an essay, answering an essay question and you use the words from the question and you repeat those over and over again, put them in different order to bluff your way into (laughs) trying to get some points out of the answer. Um, all right. If, so
2: go ahead. Ray. If word salad were an Olympic sport, she would hold the world record and the gold medal.
1: She's a medal. She, she's going to get a medal. I don't know if it's gold <laughs> medal, silver or bronze, but she's a blue she, cheese medal, a blue cheese <laughs> medal. All right. So I we, in our story meeting, when this came up, I said, I, I, I want to hear the, 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 the number, maybe her number one word salad. I mean, this is, this came with breadsticks at Olive Garden. There you go. go. OK, back. <laughs> so uh, can, can we hear that? What, what, what was back in the cut ten,
0: the governor and I and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right. The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our
1: children. That was four four times. Four times. Wow. But but there were a bunch of words in the repeated Mm -hmm. expression.
2: Is she for against the of passage of time? I wasn't wasn't was really clear to me what stand she was taking. <laughs> Frankly,
1: it. does it matter, Ray, if you're for or against the passage of time? It's gonna it's gonna pass. It's gonna
2: pass. It's a time is gonna keep on passing.
1: You know, when you're good at something, you can't help but succeed at it. And then that's what we said. She's a she's a medalist. She's in a the match, Olympics for sure. If you're if you're Michael Jordan or LeBron James, and you're good at shooting three pointers, that's right. You're you just do it.
2: You, just you don't do have it. To think it's about effortlessly. Effortless. It just comes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So we, we picked on the vice president a little bit. She, my opinion, she deserves it. And, uh, anyway, that's, that's what we do here. We're conservative. We make fun of liberals. That's just, it's, and then they do the same to us. So we used to, we used to have do that and be good sports about it, but now there's a little more rancor, I guess. All right. What else we got? You got anything else? Yeah. Did you know
0: that the uh, migrants that were shuttled down to uh, Martha's Vineyard are suing Governor Ron DeSantis? Did you see that? Yes. The lawyers for civil rights in conjunction with the migrant-led nonprofit Alonza Americanas um, filed a suit on behalf of the vineyard migrants and all similarly situated people who were fraudulently induced to travel across state lines by DeSantis in the state of Florida. So now DeSantis says no. We we asked them if they wanted to go, and who wouldn't want to go to,
1: Martha's, to Vineyard. Martha's
0: Vineyard? Where, by the way, <laughs> they were greeted warmly. Everybody looked at them. What are we going to do? Oh, let's feed them sandwiches, and then they put them on a bus, sent them to a military base that, from what I understand,
1: is also a Superfund cleanup site. A Superfund cleanup site—that's for for uh, spills and yeah. contamination. Yeah. Oh wow! So that's where that—that's that's, where they went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wonderful! Now, uh, my understanding is that the governor, of DeSantis, claims that they all signed—I don't know if the waivers or whatever—all these uh, illegal immigrants when they were asked if they wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard. You know, Ray, I, I, I follow me here. I, I do have friends who are lawyers. We have attorneys who work here. Okay, right. So not every not every attorney is is crooked. I don't want to even get that implication because probably the vast majority of them are honest and they do their job according to the law. But there are some who are looking for a big payday. And this seems to me, first of all, I'm not sure how they have legal standing, illegal immigrants. They're here illegally. How do they sue the government? Okay. What, what standing do they have? I, 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 that's an A question, but it, this seems like lawyers looking for a payday. I don't know. What do you think? Am I being too harsh, Ray?
2: Well, look, what standing do they have? Uh, the, the Democrats support them. That's the standing that they have, right? Yeah. Anybody can sue anybody anytime for any reason. Although that doesn't mean this lawsuit's gonna succeed, this is more just a publicity play, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think they've been outplayed by Governor DeSantis. Yes, the left. Once again. They're angry about it and they're just trying to uh, fight back in the best way they know how, which is to try to uh, smear the governor and uh, make a buck while they're doing it. All right, folks, uh, we're done for today. Uh, Thank you for listening to our program, Today's Issues. There is more great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. Uh, Please remember to go to streaming.afa.net on October 13th. There'll be more information about the next AFA at Home hosted by Walker Wildman there at streaming.afa.net. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.